Hello, everyone. This is a beautiful Wednesday, a time to praise the Lord and to say, hallelujah, there's life in Christ. Amen. Well, <clears throat> we always uh, get to the middle of the week and somehow psychologically feel like we're over the hump <laughs> and going down the other side. But in reality, <clears throat> we keep building toward and into what God has called us to. We're not on an unending cycle of days and weeks and months. We are on a journey called life. It's the life that God gave us, you and I as people. We are not just humans that happen to be on the planet Earth by some coincidence of evolution and the explosion of some <laughs> of some kind of materials we are designed and planted here by God himself we are children of God <clears throat> we have been born birthed and created out of his heart we are the people of God now that's not just you and I the special people that go to the special church and because we've had an experience at revival camp meeting or we were born again as a child. No, that is every breathing person on the planet is God's desire. He desires and loves his children. Now, not all the people on the planet seem to have the mark of God on them. But I'll tell you where the mark is. It's in their breath. Every breath they take is a sign that God lives in them because life has one source. There's not a junior life, a fake life, a phony life, uh, after, you know, a, a temporary life. There is life and God gave it. Now, what do we do with that? How do we handle the fact that the person that is um, your enemy in the sense of some dangerous person trying to harm, hurt, or steal from you, how can we justify the fact that the, that the life of God is already in him? How, did, how does that happen? Well, if we take a little tour back in the second book of um, Corinthians in just a moment, I'm going to read a couple of verses out of the Amplified, and let's see if we can understand what the message of the gospel is really all about. <clears throat> Amen. Did I say this is George Watkins in case you're new to our channel? And thank you for stopping by. And if uh, this is a blessing to you, hang around. We meet here every morning about the same time, and we are enjoying Jesus. Amen. I listen to one of my uh, <clears throat> one of my men that I draw from a lot and love to listen to him teach and preach and share. And he said some things that inspired me today about the increasing revelation and the increasing glory that is in the earth. We'll share some of those things along the way, but uh, <clears throat> I want to share this. I want to talk about Second Corinthians for a moment. <laughs> Amen. To be born again and saved is um, our doctrinal uh, words we use and description we use. And there's like 
40,000 different denominations, or there's a whole bunch of them in the, uh, in the earth. And it's because we have, uh, we have read the Bible and we've dissected it according to some of our background or some of our thinking and understanding. But somehow we tend to miss some of the nuggets that are left behind. You know, in the book of Ruth, um, I'm, I'm not making a large jump here, so hold on for a minute. I'm in the Old Testament now. The book of Ruth is the story of a, of a woman by the name of Ruth and a, um, another woman by the name of Naomi. And they, their job was to glean. They were gleaners. They lived by gleaning the fields. Now, <clears throat> what that meant was when the harvest hands went through, they, uh, they left some food by accident. Now, the, uh, <clears throat> the uh, man that owned the field that Ruth and Naomi were gleaning or picking up food in saw her and uh, desired to uh, have, a, uh, <clears throat> have a relation, ongoing relationship. So he started leaving uh, food on purpose, blessings on purpose. And um, that's, that's how they were increased and blessed. When I think of that story, I think of God leaving the nuggets and the treasures on purpose in every human being has life. When you breathe in and out, it's because God gave you life. Now, the world we're in, sadly to say, because they're, they're, being, they're being dominated by people who are trying to deny that God exists. They do not believe that. Well, that doesn't change truth, does it? Someone doesn't believe truth doesn't mean that you and I have to accept an untruth. We know scripturally, and we know the revelation of the Lord that God has given us life. So my, my direction today and the tagline I've given on the, hum, the, homecoming, the homecoming message. You may, be, um, <laughs> you may be able to remember your homecoming high school football games, all the falderall and the the hip hip uh, array and, and the gathering and all the friends coming together and the cheering and, and, you know, shouting at the other team why that school spirit, it was the homecoming. We're on the home turf. It's our home and we're proud of our home. Well, God, the father is our home. That's I'm not talking about heaven. Now I'm talking about coming back into the heart of the father, back to the father back to the God who created us. Let's read just a little bit before I, uh, before I go, go any further. In the uh, fifth chapter of 2 Corinthians, let me read out of the Amplified 19th verse. It was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself. It was God that was in Christ. So the Trinity, Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, was all there. And they were working to bring favor 
giving favor to bring us back to him. Now, remember, the scripture says one man's sin, Adam, separated and and, uh, cut off us, our contact and our ability to interact with God. So God then is on the cross through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the representation of God on earth in human flesh. The scripture says in the book of John that, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten son of the father. So Jesus then brings to the earth a representation of God in human flesh. Not counting up and holding against men their trespasses, but canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation, of the restoring to favor. Now, we need to we need to catch this because it's important. Everybody you see when you go to the mall today has been forgiven and favor has been given back to them. They can go to God now. They have the ability and they have the invitation to come home. This is the great homecoming message, folks. The gospel is not one of you're going to hell, you dirty sinner. <laughs> I, I, I say that with a little chuckle because it's and sad to say that's been our message in some cases. The hell, fire, and brimstone message that you know burns the carpet up and people start screaming out because the hell fire reaches up and burns their feet. We bragged about the fact that that's the message we preach and we scare them into heaven. All right. I'm not going to try to make sense out of that right now, but I want you to hear the message of of grace and favor and love and the invitation. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. So when we preach Christ, it cannot be, it should not be a message of condemnation. It has to be. It has to be a message of favor. We have favor with God. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Illustration, rich men on the hill owns all the factories in town and all the cornfields around your house. And suddenly you find out you have favor with him. He likes you. He's got a table set up there in the big mansion on the hill. And it's got your name tag at the, uh, you know, at your chair. What's that going to do to you? What are you going to do? Hang out in your dirt field down there trying to find worms to eat? No, you're going to zoom up that hill and you're going to find the gate and you're going to go into the rich man on the hill and sit down at the table and have a meal. Why? Because you have favor with it. God has given us favor because of Jesus Christ. And every person on the earth has that same favor. We don't get it when we kneel at an altar. We don't get it when we hear a message and and we repent. We have it now. That's why we can repent. That's why we can come back to God. (laughs) And the word repent means to go back. It means to be exalted back to the place you came from. Repent means to go back to the penthouse. That's where we get the name. (laughs) You have been taken out of the heart of God. 
out of the womb of God, into the womb of your mother, and God's calling you home. Well, now, if that's not an easy message, you talk to your neighbor. You don't have to try to convince him to come to your wacky church where you <laughs> do all the wonderful things you love to do. Scare them. You know, you scare them to death when you start speaking in tongues and dancing in the aisle. That's good. I love that. I love dancing in the aisle. But your message is God's given you favor through Jesus Christ. And you can have you can have peace if you'll just acknowledge that and receive it. For Jesus said, if you believe in me, you have eternal life. It's, it's, it's just that much of a step in. The threshold is not high. It's been made for us. Jesus made a way where there was no way. Think about it. There was no way before the cross. You couldn't come back to God without a sheep or a goat, or an ox being slain, a turtle dove, and you had to go through a, a man a man called a priest, and then that just lasted for a short season. You had to come back with another goat, or you know, a sheep. It was an unending trying to come back to God through the sacrifice of blood. One time, Jesus came. In the end of the age, Jesus came. He was the supreme sacrifice, the lamb without sin. And his blood was accepted in the throne of God. And we have been redeemed back. It's the great homecoming party, folks. <laughs> it is the great homecoming party. Let's rejoice. No wonder the gospel is a happy gospel. God's a happy God. He's not mad at you. He's not trying to break your leg or find your your you know your little ticks, your little bumps and scrapes, and point them out and laugh at you. No, He has called you home. <laughs> Amen. Well, praise God. Wednesday's a good day to get excited about the message of the cross, and it's not just death. I love the cross, and the cross is necessary because we died to the old man, died to sin, died to the law. But the real power punch in that is the message of resurrection because we have been restored to new life, have the life of Christ, and life forevermore. Wow, no wonder the scripture says the, the sting of death is gone, <laughs> the fear of death. All right, well. That's all you get today. Amen. Thanks for coming by. Thanks for being a part of this journey. And if you're new, welcome. To, uh, YouTube has a place you can subscribe that, that brings you back again. You push that little bell next to it. And on Facebook, if you'll just give us a friend a friend flag there, we'll, we'll see you as we come every day. Amen. Be blessed now as you go off into your day. Remember, you are a child of God. Join here with Jesus Christ. And you have a destiny that's so amazing. It's beyond imagination. I love you. Love you all. See you tomorrow. God bless.